to Focused Faith Podcast with Carrie Powers. Thank you so much for tuning in and downloading episode one. I thought it would be appropriate to take this first episode as a way to introduce you guys to myself and give you a little bit of uh, background on my story, who I am, and where I'm coming from. Some of you may be familiar with my story, but for those of you who are not, then this can give you just a brief overview of who I am and hopefully kind of give you an idea of the direction of where I'm going to go with this podcast. I don't know if any of you like reality television, but this has been a guilty pleasure of mine since the 90s. It started with the show The Real World on MTV. I don't know if any of you remember that show. I know that I am dating myself by referencing that show, which, believe it or not, started in 1992. I did watch it for several years. Also, another a little astonishing fact, a note of trivia for you. This show ran for an astonishing 33 seasons. I know, that's such a long time. I don't know what that says about us as those who uh, watched this show, but something about it drew my attention. It was this idea of being able to stare into other people's lives, be able to watch all the drama unfold, you know, the relationships, the crazy behavior, all of it just drew me in. It was, it was like a train wreck. I couldn't look away. So that began my fascination with reality TV, and it still continues to this day, sadly. I know. It's a guilty pleasure. So I don't know if any of you have seen the show Naked and Afraid. I don't know if I'm really encouraging you to look into this show if you haven't, um, but it is entertaining. So for those of you who maybe have been, um, I don't know, who don't have a television or who live in a different, on a different planet, I'm not sure, but let me just give you an idea of what this show is about. So there are two contestants and they have willingly volunteered to be stripped of their clothes and placed in a harsh environment with a stranger and only a few items for survival. They're usually placed somewhere really hot with lots of bugs. And I mean, crazy, awful bugs. There's also thorns, usually, because they don't have shoes either. So that's also part of it. But many times, they're placed somewhere like Africa, like literally Africa. And they have to survive this incredibly harsh environment. They have to try and find food and water. They have to stay safe from wild animals. I mean, animals like lions. And the lion, obviously, is at home. So he's comfortable in his native environment. And he quickly recognizes the intruders. It does everything he can to eat them. Or so it would seem from the viewer's standpoint. Nothing like this have actually ever happened on the show, but it always appears in every episode as if this is going to happen. So just a little, I don't know, teaser. I don't know. Anyway. Now, I have never, obviously, been on this show, nor would I ever want to be on this show. Listen, I don't even camp. 
I, I used to camp like when I was young and we were poor and this was our only means of entertainment, but I don't camp now. I don't, I'm too old to sleep on the ground. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I really probably, honestly, I wouldn't camp even in a camper. You know, my idea of camping is um, in a hotel. That's my idea of camping. So I, I don't camp. But I have had experiences in my life, as I'm sure most of you have as well, that have left me feeling naked and afraid, that I have felt alone and terrified. There's a verse, Psalm 3410, that's a beautiful verse that I'm going to share with you right now that has, that has captivated me for so long, and I have like a love-hate relationship with it. And you'll understand why. Psalm 3410 says, even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Now, I have known the Lord most of my life, and I have felt that I have lacked good things. I have experienced heartache in my life. I have experienced pain and loss. So this verse has often been confusing to me because I have trusted the Lord because I do trust the Lord. So how is it that I can trust the Lord and still find that I'm lacking? In 2012, my family of four, my husband, Lee, myself, and my two children packed up our life in Great Falls, Montana, and moved to Eugene, Oregon. My husband was offered a job at Harvest House Publishers, and we believed that God had called us to move. You see, we were not looking to move. We loved our home in Montana. I was on staff at my church. We had many wonderful friends and family there. We were not looking for this. We were not asking for this. But we truly believed that this is what God was calling us to do. We prayed about it. And in faith and in obedience, we moved. We packed up all of our belongings. We sold our home. We enrolled our kids in a brand new school. We bought a home in Springfield, Oregon, just just outside of Eugene. We started a brand new church, and we began to make friends. And we were in Oregon eight months, in our brand new home five months, when my husband, of almost 17 years, suffered a fatal heart attack at the age of 38. And you see, in just one instant, in one moment. I was a widow. Suddenly a widow at the age of 38 with two young children to raise by myself. My son was seven and my daughter was 10. She would turn 11 just days after her father's death. Here I was in a brand new state, in a brand new home, with no family, 
The closest family I had was in Portland, so two hours away. And for the first time in our marriage, I also did not have a job. But that was kind of beside the point, honestly, because I was absolutely heartbroken, devastated. I entered into a season of darkness and grief like I had never experienced before in my life. You see, I was absolutely in love with my husband. He was wonderful. He was an incredible father. And now I was faced with this incredible challenge of somehow finding me way, myself at a way out of a pit of despair and at the same time navigating my children through this incredible road of grief. None of us had any experience doing any of it. And I felt very much like I was alone in this battle. Again, like I said earlier, I had known the Lord my entire life practically. I had given my life to the Lord. I I had been in ministry for the past four years. I had gone to Bible college. I went to Biola to get my undergrad degree in Southern California. I did my master's in theology from Liberty University. I mean, I knew the Bible and I knew my God very intimately, very deeply. And I did, in fact, trust him. But I found myself in this valley, in this wilderness, and I was so afraid. And I was so sad. And it was so very dark. So very dark. And I looked to these verses like Psalm 3410, like I referenced earlier, and they didn't make sense to me because I had trusted in the Lord, because I did trust in the Lord. And I was lacking. Not only was I lacking emotionally, And feeling like I lacked that adequate support, but I lacked my partner, my best friend, the one I had committed my life to, the one I said, hey, yeah, let's have kids together because we're going to do this as a team. Now suddenly I'm alone and I'm a single mom and I don't know what I'm doing. And I might as well have been a contestant you know, on Naked and Afraid. I was that vulnerable. I was that open. It was that horrifying. The nights stretched out endlessly in front of me. It was, it was challenging to say the least. And where I'm going with this, (laughs) with this podcast, with this introduction into my story is that this isn't the end of the story. And I don't know what season you find yourself in as you listen to this podcast. I don't know if you know what it feels like to walk through that. I know you know what it feels like to experience pain and heartache and loss because it's part of this world that we live in. 
I know you're not unfamiliar with this. I hope you're not right in the middle of it, but if you are, I want to give you hope because you're going to get through the other side of it. Because you don't have to set up camp here. You don't have to hang wallpaper here. You know, you're going to walk through the valley. You're not going to set up camp. And that was really what I was committed to, even from the very beginning of my grief, even from the very moments right after Lee's death, I was just so sure that I would get to the other side of it because I did trust the Lord, because I did know his word, and I did believe the promises that were given to me there. I did. I found myself in a very unique situation, and maybe one of the first times in my life where my feelings did not align with the word of God. Because in that moment and in those in those moments of darkness, I felt very much alone. I truly did. But I knew, because I also knew the promises of Scripture, I knew that I wasn't alone. I knew that that wasn't the truth, because Scripture tells me that I'm never alone. That He never leaves me, He never forsakes me, that He walks with me, that when I walk through the fire, He's going to walk through the fire with me. I knew that. I knew those promises. And I trusted that his word was the truth. So I found myself in a very unique situation where I was feeling a certain way that didn't align with the truth of God's word. And so in that moment, I had to decide, was I going to believe what I was feeling or was I going to believe the truth of God's word? And so I knew that my way out of this pit was going to be directly related to how I was going to practice my faith. How was I going to practice this faith that I had committed my life to? Was I truly going to believe that he is who he says he is and that he's capable of doing what he says he's going to do? I knew that my life was securely tied to my faith, that if I was truly going to live again, and if I was going to have a life again, that it was going to be with Jesus. It was not going to be without him. It was only going to be with him. So in those moments, I was really deep despair moments in my closet, which is where I would go to spend my time with the Lord and cry because I didn't want to scare my children. And so I would go into my closet to be alone with the Lord and I would weep and I would, I would beg him to make it stop. And I would feel alone. And I would have to tell myself, no, I'm not, I know I'm not alone. And the only thing that lifted those, those really intense, oppressive feelings was praise. In those moments, and when I was in the dark, and I would choose to sing, and I would sing a song that I grew up singing in church, you know, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, heals my every heartache. And I would just sing this simple hymn, and I would sing it over and over again. And then pretty soon, I would begin to feel a little bit of a lightning happening, you know, a little bit of a of the oppressive darkness leaving just a little bit. And I would feel a little bit of his peace enter in there. And that was how I started this practice of walking 
through the valley with my shepherd. He would, my God, restore my life. He absolutely would. And he would begin the practice of telling me how he was going to do that in the midst of my pit. And he did exactly what he said he was going to do. And now, as you listen to this podcast, it's eight years later. I'm remarried to my husband, Gary, who is also wonderful. That We have made our home in Chico, California, which is where he lit. He was born and raised, or not born here. He will tell you he was not born here. He likes to tell everybody he was born in Newport. So, okay. But mostly raised here. And so my kids and I, we did relocate from Eugene, Oregon to Chico, California, which is Northern California, for those of you who are outside of the state. And we've built a new home here. We've blended two families together. And that is no easy task, let me tell you. So for those of you who maybe find yourself listening to this podcast who are in a blended family, you know what I'm talking about, because this is not a journey for sissies, as I like to say. It's only for those who are truly strong at heart, because it will challenge you in every way possible. Because we blended families and we blended with teenagers. He um, has two, and I have two. And together, for those of you who are not mathematicians, makes four. So that's a very large family. And when we got married, three of them were teenagers. And my youngest, my son Logan, was 10. So it's not an easy task. And we have been married now for five years, going strong learning every single day a new lesson about ourselves, about God's faithfulness, and about what it means to parent and parent children that aren't ours by birth. It's just a lot of different things to talk about (laughs) on this podcast. But this is an introduction to, to, to me, to Carrie. And As we go and as we progress, these podcasts will be directed, hopefully, at discussing um, the questions that plague all of us as we find ourselves in this life and what it looks like to follow Jesus right now, to follow Jesus and to navigate your life and to navigate your marriage and your, your parenting and whatever different struggles you might find yourself that we really are going to take God's word and directly apply it to life. And how do we walk in faith? And how do we make sure that our faith is focused in this life that is continually full of so many distractions like reality TV? I'm just saying. But back to our verse, Psalm 3410. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Because what that scripture is saying is not that those who trust in the Lord will not experience heartache or will not experience loss. Jesus told us on his way to the cross, he said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart because I've overcome the world. It was never a promised easy life. 
And this verse referring to lacking no good thing means He's going to give us what we need in whatever season we happen to find ourselves in, if we will trust Him. And that word trust really does mean seek. If we will seek Him, if we will pursue Him, if we will look to Him for our answer, we're not going to find ourselves lacking. And that is a promise that even in the midst when we find ourselves on the floor, in the closet, because life has become too much for us, He is there. He will get us through. He does walk with us. He does provide for our needs. That if we truly do trust him, he will give us what we need and oftentimes so much more than what we need because he's a God of abundance and he can be trusted. He can be trusted with our life. He can be trusted with our heart. He can be trusted with our children, which is a journey I'm still walking through and navigating. So that's my goal. That's my hope with this podcast is just a way to really walk through this together. And I hope this finds you in a place of abundance. But if it doesn't, hang tight because he's not done, because you're still here, because your story isn't finished, and he can be trusted. He can be absolutely trusted to provide you everything that you need. Thanks for listening and tune in next week.